Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. Uh, the Canada Day Marathon resumes mm-hmm. with the two uh, animated episodes from the Ice Warriors. Two and three. Yes, I like that you said them in bold, all caps. <laughs> that is the official way of saying that there. Um, what do you think of the animation, first off? It was f- fine. Yeah. It was, you know, it's... It, not exactly like some of the other Doctor Who animation animation that we've seen, but it's similar enough that it just all sort of seems to feel of a piece. I thought it actually was closer to the spirit of the original, um, the way they shot things, as in more static. Because yeah. <laughs> I figured that that's how the episodes would have kind of looked, and I thought the faces were actually a lot more expressive. I think, but simplistic. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't try to do too much, and I think I think I I liked it uh, better because of it. Yeah, yeah. The the only times that it really creeped me out were a few times where the face would move and the eyes would stand still <laughs> instead of the eyes moving and the face standing still. That was that was a little bit creepy. Right, like when it sort of moves like sort of like three D, if you will, or two and a half D or something. Oh no, I just I just think like you know when the person's face would like you know move up or down or left or right and the eyes would stay still. Yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the episodes? What do you think about this uh, this story as it's coming along here? Um, this I like the idea behind it, and I guess I like what's happening. But I am finding the execution um, sonically is not to my liking. Go on. Yeah, I'm I'm having real trouble with the the Ice Warriors voice, and there's just like the sound. Uh, I think that's why I liked episode one quite a bit, and have not really enjoyed episodes two and three because every time there was a scene with the Ice Warrior and Victoria, I was just like, oh, please stop talking for both of them, <laughs> because I mean, um, Victoria has a very good reason to be scared now, yeah. um, so I have no problem with that. I have no problem with her her reacting and being really frightened. I just it really really the 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 wailing sobbing delivery really is just grating on me like it's just it's it's activating my my nervous system in a way that is entirely unpleasant so every time there's a scene with them i'm just like oh make it be over and then every time there's a scene with somebody else i have trouble concentrating on it because i'm like oh no when are they going to cut back to the ice warriors in victoria so wow. which is a shame because i i enjoy the sort of you know the futuristic science fictiony plot of it oh and the way um Stora was talking about scientists and stuff. It makes me think that maybe I did sort of misread the way uh, Klimt and the doctor were talking about plants and carbon dioxide and stuff. And anyway, yeah, that's where I am right now. Are you off the Victoria train already? Right now I am. Yeah. Yeah. I want nothing to do with that train. Well, she just, she did just, you know, get kidnapped. Yeah. As you said. Like I said, I have no problem with her being, (laughs) being scared. She should, she should be scared. I just, it's, it's, it's not something I can control. It's not like a preference thing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's my nervous system going, I don't know. Maybe maybe my my protective reflex is kicking in, and I don't like the fact that she sounds like she's in so much danger, and it's it's difficult for me to to deal with. I don't know, but the ice warriors is just that's just irritating. Yes, the hissing is the worst, and we have we have the captions turned on, so it just says hissing whenever he does that, and I just yeah, I want to hiss and boo. Wow, so you don't like the ice warriors then? Is what you're saying? I always thought I did like the ice warriors. I don't remember having this. This issue with, right. I mean, certainly not in 
in Cold War, which we talked about a little bit f- before. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Seeds of Death, and I really liked it. So I don't know what the difference is. Maybe I'm just in a different mood. Oh, you put your finger up. What does that mean? I'll tell you what the difference is. In the Seeds of Death, spoilers, mm-hmm. and also in um, the other two appearances in Curse of Peladon and Monster of Peladon, mm-hmm. there is what has sort of been retroactively dubbed a Ice Lord, mm-hmm. a Zixir, um, the the ones you know the ones that aren't quite like the ice warriors and therefore kind of talk differently mm-hmm. whereas the ice warriors here don't have that and so they're kind of like Daleks without Davros in a way so they don't have that kind of spokesperson who was and I bet you they probably wrote in that kind of character in um, Seeds of Death perhaps because it was easier to understand here all the um, I can't remember if the actors do the dialogues themselves, but all the dialogue is overdubbed. Mm. But of course, it's played in live to the studio, so it was also a technical trickery too. So it wasn't like Daleks Mm. being voiced in live. I think the actual Ice Warrior actors voiced their own uh, Ice Warriors, but they had to sort of mime to their own recordings. So it could have been just tricky. And you know, I imagine it probably seemed like a good idea at the time to have, ooh, they'll sound like rep. Tillian stuff and hiss a lot of the time and then once you put it into mm-hmm. practice it, uh, yeah. The S's just sound terrible because you know it's, it's old recordings That's and true. you know it just sort of yeah it's 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 difficult I'm having trouble. Sorry mm-hmm. um sorry <laughs> I don't know what to say <laughs> well there's, there's not much more to say yeah I mean I mean, Victoria, I I do appreciate that that even you know when they're thawing when he's thawing out his his companions and stuff and saying, "Oh, make a cave to make a trap." You know, Victoria is still still trying to figure out what's going. On. You know, she's like a trap, a trap for who? So she's she's still curious and and clever. Um, so you know, yay for her on on that front, and yay for her for trying to escape. Like she manages to get out of the ship on her own. Um, I like that they say she's 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 brave, but she's stupid for thinking we wouldn't watch her every move. I don't think that's necessarily stupid. Um, I, I so I'm you know I'm still I'm still on board in in terms of the stuff that she's doing. I just have trouble listening to her right now. Which I I don't like, but I can't I I don't like that I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I can't help it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you do? I but one one last thing on on voices. Um, keep an ear out for the computer voice mm-hmm. uh, throughout the course of this because I think it changes. <laughs> I could be I could be wrong about that. So maybe it was uh, maybe throughout the course of the production of the story, they're thinking, you know what, it's kind of hard to tell what he's uh, saying. So they might actually. Mm-hmm. I think they do change the voice in the upcoming episodes. That would not surprise me because in in episode one, since it was moving, we didn't have any captions on, and there were some times where I was just. I really had no idea what the computer was saying. And in uh, episode two, uh, since we did have the captions yeah. on, I think that's the only reason that I understood um, some of the Ice Warriors. And, and yeah, so I can't imagine, you know, that the speakers on televisions back in the 1960s <laughs> were particularly crisp and clear. So, yeah, I, I say kudos to the production team if they make some changes to make it easier to understand as they go. Well, I mean, uh, sometimes that is out of, like, uh, creative decisions. Sometimes it's out of technical um, mess upery, as we'll <laughs> discover later on in the Trouton era. We'll put that out when it gets there. But, um, yeah, I think, because uh, I remember hearing the fir- the voice in the first one. I don't know if you remember how the mechanoid sounded in the chase. Yeah. 
but it's very similar to that, and I couldn't understand that. And so whenever they were quoting dialogue in the chase, I'm thinking, is that really what they said? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of, uh, of of now that we see Penley more um, with his uh, <laughs> his companion um, store mm-hmm. there bickering like an old married couple? They're fun. I yeah. like them. Yep. I, I think it's it, it's interesting that there's some sort of backstory history to, to Penley and why he left that we don't quite understand but uh, but he seems to have taken a moral stand and is is good with it and um, Jane followed him to try to to try to talk him back into coming back and he was just like nope I'm st- standing by my principles as they as they are now and but he did give her a hint which then helped the doctor from all of his writing on the floor to yeah. figure out his um, thing I I think this doctor just really doesn't like computers because his his idea that his 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 work being checked against the computer is so insulting. I I don't know. I don't think it's that insulting. Well, we don't today, but at the time, I mean, yeah. computers were sort of looked upon as this like this this mechanical beast to come and rule mm-hmm. our lives. There was such a paranoia against technology and computers at the time that it's fascinating to see that come out of. Um, you know, in, in in Doctor Who, where the main character who originally hated, you know, in the, one of the original drafts submitted to uh, Sidney Newman, um, basically said that he's like anti-technology and anti-science and is sort of like rebelling against that, and that has sort of like come through here. Yeah, actually, that was that was one thing that I noticed uh, in episodes two and three that didn't come through as strongly in episode one because he didn't have as much of it. The whole fact that they're the society is very much ruled by the computer and the, the computer needs to to do and check everything and they don't make any decisions without asking the computer you know there wasn't really an opportunity for that to be that information to be passed along to us as the viewer in episode ones but uh yeah it's very clear in in two and three mm-hmm. and we also get more of Clint, who is um are you saying clemped or clent 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 i th- I, I said it wrong okay I'll, i was sure it. i could tell i couldn't tell what it was it is clent though yeah Yep, which I probably wouldn't have act- wouldn't have known again without the captions right. and the or the credits, um, because it's it's tough to tell what they're saying sometimes. But he's, I I appreciate that he's got a real point of view. He's he's not just a two dimensional character. Like you know he he wants to save the world. He also wants his name to be you know but he also just wants things to be in order and people to follow procedure and you know what i'm with him on that (laughs) i like i feel like he would appreciate a good spreadsheet and we could we could be pals when it comes to that but yeah of course he's he's very unreasonable when it comes to working with uh well anybody besides himself really i i I like the um the bit though i like the sort of the the admission to arden uh sort of sees you know or I would have probably done the same as you. I probably mm-hmm. would have brought the uh, the ice warrior in. I, I kind of like that sort of yeah. slip a little bit, a little ambition mm-hmm. on his part. Yeah, he's. It's a, a moment of of humanity because you have Penley saying that he might as well be a robot, uh, but you get him doing an actual like it's it's almost like he suddenly came back from a course on leadership and mm-hmm. was taught like this is what you do because he didn't seem real comfortable doing it um based on the voice only really is what we have to go on but he didn't seem super comfortable doing it but he it was like he knew that it was the, the right thing to do to help his his employee mm-hmm. uh, excel even though he then went and died yeah, poor Arden. I wonder how Jamie sort of. I, we'll never know because we did. Well, we will know when we when they return the episodes, of course. Um, but I wonder how Jamie managed to escape the full blast of the Ice Warrior gun. 
to survive whereas Arden didn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's still not clear even if the episodes get all all the way returned. Like it might just be that he was out of the main line of fire. He's more resilient. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, It might not be explained. What I want to know is where did that sheet or blanket come from <laughs> that Penley covers Arden up with? Mm-hmm. Like suddenly he's covering up because him up because he's dead. Like where where did you get that? Mm. Did Arden bring a blanket with him? Perhaps maybe it's like one of those like emergency, uh, really thin emergency blankets that's just in a pouch and you always have them on your suit. So Penley knew knew where to find it because he used to wear those suits or something. That's some good head cannon. I kind of like that. Yeah, we're gonna go with that and, until and, unless and until the. Uh, the episode is returned and we see something different. Right. Um, let's see. what Anything else about this? Uh, we've got Penley and Store and um, the computer and Jane and Clint and the doctor. And- um, animation. Yes. Um, Jane's outfit is not the same in the animation as it is in episode one. And maybe they just decided it, they needed to simplify it to make it easier to animate it, which mm-hmm. I completely agree with. The one thing that bothers me, though, is that I noticed her the the weird stripey things on her her jumpsuit um, in episode one. They actually reach up onto her collar. Her collar is a separate piece of fabric, but there are and, and it's not it's not actually even perfect. Um, all of the lines are not do not perfectly carry over from one piece of fabric to the other, but it's still pretty cool looking, and many of them match up. Mm-hmm. In the animation, they didn't bother with any stripes on her collar at all. Her collar is completely white. Oh no, there are, there are. I noticed a couple little because I w- I've been made. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Okay, no, no, I'm I'm the only reason I'm looking at I you that, that way is is I'm thinking. Okay, in that case, um, it's inconsistent because I noticed it because her collar was completely completely white, um, in at least several of the shots. I noticed one for sure that actually did have the little things protruding up mm, on the thing. Okay. Yeah. Inconsistent. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Once we animate our own episode, we'll show them how it's done. Uh, very funny. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I just... It's kind of like, you know, using the Oxford comma or not, or putting two spaces between sentences or one space. Right. Like, it, it just just be consistent about it and I'll be fine. But when, you, when it's flipping back and forth, oh, of course... Obviously, I didn't notice. I just noticed the white, and mm-hmm. Stephen noticed the the bit with the, the stripes. So, yeah. eh, whatever. It's not that big a deal. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Overall, are you are you okay with it halfway through the story now? Are you uh, how are you how are you enjoying the story overall? About apart from the parts that are making you like physically anxious. Um, I th- I think the parts that are making me physically anxious are making me so physically anxious that I just really look forward to getting through this story and moving on to something else. Oh. Unless all the Ice Warriors die in the next episode. Um, he's, uh, he's he's trying not to give me any spoilers, but he's making a face. He's shaking his head. Yeah, I'm thinking that they probably make it uh, past episode four. You know, it's not unlike uh, a Doctor Who story to kill off their main villain mm-hmm. before, like, the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can confirm that, <laughs> yes, the Ice Warriors do survive until at least episode six. So, At least? Oh, well, obviously we know that there are Ice Warriors existing after this. I mean, these I, particular at, Ice Warriors. At most, okay, episode six. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, that's that's fair. I mean, the story is called The Ice Warriors, yeah. so it would be um, shocking, I suppose, if they did all bite it mm-hmm. in episode four. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It would be shocking. And a, a hell of a denouement, the scouring of the Shire of this <laughs> uh, ice world that they now live on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I really now want to go back and just maybe look up the transcript for episode one and read the bit about the, the whole science of the future and the carbon or carbon dioxide and all that stuff. Just just for my own edification to be like, you know, what was the backstory here? Because clearly it does not matter. Like I said before, mm. it doesn't matter to the, to the plot. Um, the, the plot has to do with the ice warriors and their ship and the glaciers and um, and Jamie and Victoria and all that. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll well, maybe we'll also look at the um, the ten fifteen minute uh, recap of episodes two and three that they included on the VHS release back in nineteen ninety nine, just as a comparison to the animated version. It's- maybe we will, but maybe that will be a members only bonus since oh it's not technically <laughs> it's not technically part of the uh, the Doctor Who. Uh, canon so yeah maybe maybe incomparable oh, members uh, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking I just wanted to watch it yeah, well oh you mean you don't even want to talk about it you just want to w- yeah I just wanted to you know. <laughs> I know watching something without podcasting about it it's a novel concept well but- it's kind of a dick move if you talk about that on the podcast well, we and then mention it briefly how it looks <laughs> it was a telesnap recap of an episode we already saw and uh, yeah all right. See, these are the kinds of things that if, if we were a non-lazy podcast, right. we would plan out ahead of time. Yeah. But instead, we're just sort of bickering about it on the fly. Welcome to our couch, listeners. This is us. We do, well, we do have um, episode one of, uh, of our 2009 recap of The Prisoner mm-hmm. that is already for members uh, only. And we'll be doing at some point over the next <laughs> calendar year I don't know yep. um, the, the the last five episodes of that so we already mm-hmm. do have member bonus content that's member bonus content for the In the Village podcast available on the TV net feed TV feed on at the incomparable.com yes. Lazy Doctor Who has we only have like a game show or two that's true we do mm-hmm. maybe um, mm-hmm. maybe Canine and Company when the time comes <gasps> oh my god I can't wait I just want to watch everything just to get to Canine and Company. I friggin' love it. Canine and Company's going to be on Doctor Who on Twitch. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, oh man, I hope I'm not working at that time because I really want to see what the what the Twitch window does. It's going to be actually one of the last things on the day. I, I have to think they put it in there because they like starting off a, a new Doctor at the beginning of a day. And I think they're playing the last three stories of the Tom Baker run and then putting in Canine and Company so that Castro Valva can start the, the next mm-hmm. day after that. So I, th- yeah, I think by the time you get home, Canine and Company will be on there, and you'll be able to watch it and the reaction to it. Hooray! Oh, P- I, I don't know what the reaction's going to be. I just know that I adore it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, I think they'll like it. Canine <laughs> and Sarah Jane, yep. come on! I can't wait until the end where he sings Christmas carols. Yes, they don't do it here though in the Ice Warriors. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. I'm now I'm picturing all of the ice warriors in a chorus trying to sing like "We wish you a merry Christmas." That would be terrible. That would be bad. this almost did go out over Christmas. I think it. Uh, I think we're getting into December of 1967 at this point. I know. Wow. Yeah, and and an important milestone, um, which happens in in episode six, but we'll save that. Spellbinding surprise. <laughs> For that episode of Lazy Doctor Who. Hashtag teaser. That's a teaser mm-hmm. for members only. Not really. No, no. not at all. <laughs> okay. Is that it then? Is that it for these two episodes? Yep. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye.